You know, the cat Nobiko of mid-2000s long cat meme fame passed away recently. Yeah. And I thought we could honor her by doing an episode about the original long cat. Oh. I'm Vince. I'm Claire. And this is Friends Friends of of Legend. Legend. Friends of Legend, a podcast where all of your favorite cryptids get a chance to be loved. Everyone gets put on their own special pedestal in our room of friends. Room of friends! (laughs) Man, what a visage. So, this week's episode was suggested to us by our good friend Gabby. Thanks again, Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. You've been so helpful. The creature du jour is the Totselwurm. Totselwurm! Have you heard of the Totselwurm before? Not before Gabby emailed us. It is true. Sounds I... like a pretzel. <laughs> Sounds like a wormy pretzel. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's more like a worm shape than infested with worms. It's it's probably not that. Wait, a worm shaped pretzel or a pretzel shaped worm? Uh, no, it's probably not either. It is. You are correct. It is neither. <laughs> I'm surprised actually that I've never heard of the Totsel worm before this because I have an affinity for things German and it comprises. Two things that I really like a lot, um, that being cats and snakes. <laughs> that sounds like a winning combo. So the Totselverm, plural Totselvermin, is a sort of hybrid cat snake that lives in the Alps of Europe. Yes. So all over the Alps, so that being Germany, Switzerland, Austria, France, and Italy. Wow, gosh, that's that's all kinds of opportunities to find it. There sure are. So the name Totselwurm is German, of course. It means paw worm, but like <laughs> the Wiedem. Wiedem. With a Y, as in the oh, yes. legless dragon. Oh, that's what that means. Yes. Oh, okay. I just thought it was like a, a cool old English way of saying worm, like, like wormwood. I don't know. Yes, and also this. Cool. It is also known in different parts of the Alps as a Stollenwurm, which is tunnel worm or little stubby paw worm, is depending sh- on where you pull your translation. Is Stollen the bread? The holiday bread? Yep. Stollen is also <laughs> the the South German fruitcake. <laughs> cool. Um, but no relation to the Stollenwurm. No? Nope. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Dang. There's also Bergstutz. Which means mountain stump. Oh my gosh, does that mean that the Totselwurm is humongo? No, no, in fact, more like it's stumpy. Oh, like a little, little stump on the mountain. So, oh god, like a little pimple on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, in the French Alps, they call it Alsace, which I could not find a translation for. Huh. So more on the appearance, like I said, it is a cat-serpent combo. It has a lot in common with the other German creature of legend, the Lindwurm, which is more like a serpent with wings. Okay. So it has the head, upper body, and uh, furry little paws of a house cat. (laughs) 
Uh, but everything below the rib cage is all snake, baby. Oh, okay. So no kitty tail. No kitty tail. Curiously enough, even though the head is cat-like, it has a forked tongue in a lot of descriptions. Ooh. There are varying descriptions on how much fur and how much scales. Usually, at least the head is furred. And at least the tail is scaled. Um, though sometimes I have seen descriptions where the entire body of the Tatzelworm was covered in floofs. Oh, yes. What what color ranges? Mostly black. black okay. A little black kitty snake. Um, <laughs> some of the young were described as being white. Uh, I also saw a picture of a brown tabby Totzelverm, but that might have been creative license on the artist's part. Yeah, maybe. But gosh, that's great. So what about eye color? Anything you could tell about that? It was the sort of greenish yellow eyes of a cat. Um, of mm-hmm. course, cats and snakes both share the vertical pupils. Right. So those are pretty similar. Um, but the, the eyes are front facing like a cat's and they're rather large. Cool. Um, usually a totzelverm is depicted as having two feet, the two kitty feet. Hmm. Sometimes there are reports of four feet or even six feet, like a tarisk. Ooh. So like I said, they're usually not very big. They're five to seven feet long, so longer than a cat, but, you know, pretty average as far as snake size go. Is it cat proportions as far as, like, the cat parts? Is it, like... Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know that it was a Tatzelverm if it was coming around the corner at first. There's a funny story about that, actually. Huh. Um, But yes, yes, the upper body looks like that of a cat. <laughs> the thickness of the body, however, which is curious for a snake, not so much for a cat, is, and I quote, similar to the arm or thigh of a strong man. That's a thing. And those widths vary, like... unless you're (laughs) unless you skip leg day (laughs) and you have arms that are the same size as your legs that's so vague and Um, i love it funny thing about this to me is that it is reminiscent of uh an eastern dragon you know longer more snake-like body yeah elongated snout whiskers yeah yeah floofs oh uh beard kitties don't really have beards but they have fur on their chins so which do you think came first oh definitely the eastern dragon yeah probs but maybe it's a uh an offshoot huh one of the one of the most wonderful things to me personally about the appearance of the totzelverm is that so many pictures of totzelvermin look like our cat harry but with a snake body Can you imagine how hard it would be to wrangle him with a snake body? Yeah, he'd just slip right out. Oh god, no. We wouldn't have to worry about him propelling off of our bodies with his hinders, though. (laughs) Yeah. There's one picture in particular that it's like one of the first pictures you see if you type Totsilverm into Google Images. It is of a black cat, like, rearing up with its snake body onto the hindquarters of a pig to, uh, like, bite it. Yes. No, I mean, yes and no. Poor pig, but... Poor pig, I'm but... I'm looking that up now. Oh, God, look, yeah, there it is. It's hairy. Oh, it's straight up hairy. That's terrifying. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it looks kind of like a little cat ghosty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> so now we move on to the behavior. As I implied earlier, they can be found all over the Alps. So that mountain range that spans through 
a lot of Western Europe. They stay in the mountains for the most part, but occasionally, especially in the warmer months, they'll come down to the foot of the mountains where they'll sleep in patches of hay or they'll come to eat smaller livestock or suckle the milk from cows. Oh, oh, oh gosh. That is a thing. That reminds me of that one episode of Adventure Time where you've got the little fire puppy and it's sucking on the udder of the cow that's saying, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd feel that way too because kitty teeth... Kitty teeth are sharp. Oh, no. They're all sharp. Oh, man. But the hay thing is cute. Yeah. So, as you would suspect, there are different names for the Totzelwurm. I kind of went over them. In Germany, it's known as the Totzelwurm. Switzerland, it's almost exclusively known as the Stollenwurm. Cool. I think Bergstutz is more popular in Austria. Then, of course, you have Arasas in France. And then... Curiously enough, Il Basilisco in Italy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they conflate the two in Italy. If y'all haven't listened to Basilisks yet, that was our previous episode. Go listen. Mm -hmm. Watch, actually. There's a video. Yeah, yeah. We tried that. That was a thing. (laughs) That was a thing. So I got a lot of valuable data from an old book from 1854 called Reise in die Alpen, which means... Travel to the Alps. So that's why I could hear you in our room speaking German to yourself. You were translating that, huh? Yeah, it, it helps when I read it out loud. Uh, especially because the the script for the book was in a very antiquated font. No. Oh, um, just to make it easy on you. Yeah, so I had to read it out loud to help my poor little peepers. Yeah. So... When they're in the mountains, they dwell in tunnels or under rocks. Um, oh, that's why it's called like a tunnel. Snake. What is it? Stolen tunnel. What was uh, it? Oh, Stollenwurm, tunnel worm. Yeah. Or for those Fallout fans, tunnel snakes. Oh. Tunnel snakes rule. See, I thought it was in reference to just the sh- the shape of a tunnel. The snake bit was. No, nope, they make little burrows. Little that's tunnels. So cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. But also stolen appears to be a uh, dialectic word for stubby little paws as well. So it might be more attributed to that. I wonder how great their paws are for digging then. I mean, I would guess good enough. <laughs> but I digress. So in addition to the wonderful appearance of the Totzelwurm, it has a slew of fantastic traits one of which being its blood. Its blood is described as both venomous and acidic and uh, comes out as green. Oh, like Like, neon green? um, Acid green? Acid green, I would assume. Uh, Like a xenomorph. That's what I think of. Next up in the line, maybe not so fantastic, but certainly curious. It has a venomous bite as well. Um, A bite so venomous as to cause instant death. You know, I figured it must have a venomous bite to have that um, poison blood. Yeah, I think everything about the uh, Totzelwurm is poisonous because, indeed, even its breath is poisonous. Like the basilisk. But not as intensely. Uh People nearby its breath have described the feeling as dizzying or headache-inducing. So it seems less like an actual toxin and more like, I don't know, maybe... 
carbon monoxide. So it lulls you to sleep before it bites you, maybe? Or at least disorients you. Yeah. Even then, I don't think that the breath is necessarily a predatory mechanism. At least not for humans, because the Totsil vermin, they don't go around looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> what do they do? Well, they make sounds both cat-like and snake-like. Mm. Uh, as you know, both cats and snakes hiss. But it'll also make shrieking meows. Oh, no. Like Harry. <laughs> I'm not about to recreate that for our listeners. No. But yes, I can see the parallel. Yeah. There's a, a concerning amount of similarity between Totsil Vermin and our eldest cat. Maybe that would explain his very odd and aggressive behavior. Yeah, it might also explain why he doesn't have hair on some, some <gasps> bits of him. Oh, it's true. He's just an extra fuzzy four-legged topsail worm. <laughs> they live solitarily. They don't live in groups. So much like cats and snakes, mm-hmm. they are lone babies. Uh, they are shy, like I said, but if provoked, they will attack. Okay. All right. So their main prey, remind me, is livestock and then little rodents and such. Yeah. So they'll, they'll eat the things that like a snake or a cat would eat. Rodents, small birds. Cattle. Uh, milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and pigs, I guess. <laughs> if, if they can swing it. Chomp! Oh, gosh. Such a good picture. Please look it up. Yeah. It's curious that I had never heard of the Totsilverm before, because there are, like, Loch Ness monster levels of sightings of this creature. Seriously? Just story upon story of people wandering in the alps and seeing something that they attributed to be a totsilverm well then we have a great chance of seeing one one such story kind of the most famous and maybe original story came from the risa and the alton book a gentleman farm owner named jacob leuthold was cleaning up his barn one day there was a patch that was just covered in straw and leaves and he saw a curious little creature, something he referred to in specifically as a pet. And he, he saw this fluffy little critter rustling around, and he didn't think twice about it and went on about his day. Later on, him and the headmaster of the local school were shearing some sheep in his farm. I don't I don't know why he needed the headmaster to help, but <laughs> he brought up the the thing that he saw. And so the headmaster went looking in the barn to see if he could see it as well. So he goes to that patch of straw, and this little pet rears up, so half of its body length up, about two and a half to three feet, and he sees that it has a snake body, it has stubby but clawed paws, <laughs> uh, a mouthful of teeth and a forked tongue and bright staring eyes, and uh, he stares at it in wonder for a couple seconds until fear takes hold of him and he jets out of there. Oh, oh, God, I thought you were going to say that he had a heart attack and died. No, there was another person who did see one and had a heart attack and died. Oh, no. Um, I didn't write down a specific recounting of that tale, but pretty much the next story in Rise in the Alpen is an older man walking around in the Alps, seeing a Totsilverm jetting down the mountain to his family and then collapsing from shock and dying of a heart attack. Poor guy. Jeez. Yep. The writers of Rise and the Alpen were skeptical of Jakob Leuthold and the headmaster, 
but they also wrote down in their book that they would offer three to four gold coins for anyone who could produce an authentic body of a totsilverm. Hmm. So they held out hope that one existed. Okay, so you didn't read any stories about people hanging around long enough to make friends, right? Not to make friends, but I, I do have a couple other stories. One person found the dead body of a totsilverm. No. It was already dead. No. I'm sorry. Continue. You don't have to stop on account of me. <laughs> and they were going to take it down to their village to, you know, say, hey, look at this crazy totsilverm I found. But suspectly, as they were carrying it down, they were beset by crows and it was picked clean. No, so they only had bones. No, 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 no. Honey, come on. What? I know, you didn't write it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> Redacted. Uh, the next story I have is of an herb gatherer and his son picking some fun little leaves and stems in the Alps. I don't actually know what kind of herbs you can find up there, but presumably the ingredients to Ricola. Ricola. And the man hears his son scream all of a sudden. He goes over to his son and he sees a big old Totsilver, much larger than his son, so probably a seven-footer, Dang. rearing up and probably meowing and spitting. Ew. Ew. So the man takes a sharpened stick and he stabs no. at the Totsilver. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's just my natural reaction. You must understand. <laughs> he stabs at the Totsilver and some blood spurts out, green in color, and touches his leg. And as soon as it touches his leg, he gets a burn so bad that he can only limp down Dang. the mountain. Dang! The Totsilverm presumably got away without any major damage. The poor man. Noodle cat. Lastly, as recently as 2009, hikers in the Italian Alps have made multiple reports of the creature they call El Basilisco, mm -hmm. which is their name for the Totsilverm, not an actual basilisk. Authorities of that area attribute these sightings to escaped pet monitor lizards, but you never know. Yeah, no, I doubt that. I doubt that very yeah, much. I'll tell you what, monitor lizards don't have kitty cat ears. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Or if they do, man, there's some good monitor lizards. <laughs> there's some weird mutation <laughs> with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you know what they do for fun? Uh, I imagine they do what any kitty cat or snake does, and that is sunbathe. Uh, sunbathe. You know, they both love that sun. Mm -hmm. And of course, they love to clandestinely sneak into farms and drink cow milk. <laughs> I have to imagine that one of the more comical sights would be a totsilverm discovering its own tail and oh, doing yeah. that cat thing where they try to like... Eh. Or, get the, or the, the Ouroboros thing. Yeah, or that thing. <laughs> Meoworos. <laughs> Moving on to modern representation, despite how many people have claimed to see a Totsilverm, there really aren't a whole lot of representations of it in popular culture. There are really only two I could find. One was from the 2018 God of War video game. They had Totsil Vermin as a minor enemy, but they weren't really like actual Totsil Vermin because they attack in groups rather than solitarily. Mm -hmm. And they're a lot bigger, and the cat part seems more like a saber-toothed tiger than 
you know, Felis Caddis. Mm. Yeah, God of War messed up the Wolver too. Womp womp. The other representation was in Final Fantasy games. There will be creatures that are referred to as Totsil Vermin, but they're more like little western dragons. I think they have wings. Oh. More scaly. Cute, 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 cute. But still not Totsil Vermin. Yeah, gosh, I mean, when Pokemon decides to make a German-themed region, then that should be the first one that they make. Well, it's funny. They have a they have a Lindworm Pokemon, uh, Dunsparce, but it doesn't have kitty cat ears, so you couldn't call it a Totsil Vermin. Mm. There's no official stat block for Totsil Vermin D&D, no Totsil Vermin SCPs. Well, well, I mean, it's a great opportunity for you, Mr. Writer, to write something up. I mean, there's there's plenty of unofficial stat blocks for Totsil Vermin oh, okay. that I have taken a very close look at. Good. Get some good ideas. Oh, I will. But not not too soon. With, with that out of the way, it's time to talk about how to become friends with one of these. So they're nervous little Nellies, so you're going to want to take a good chunky modicum of caution because they are as afraid of you as you are of them, but their first instinct is to attack. So this all just sounds very much like when when you, you and I started dating and we had Harry up in uh, the bathroom every time you were over so that he wouldn't attack you because you were both afraid of each other at first. But then he got used to your, your smell and your sound and maybe that's just what we need to do with the tonsil worm. That is very similar to my sort of plan of approach for Totsil Vermin, Stolen Vermin, and the like. First things first, when it's summertime, keep keep an extra layer of caution around you. Like, watch the rocks you turn over. Be careful putting your hand into a bale of hay, that sort of thing. <laughs> because that's the time that they come down from the mountains to romp and play. Yeah. Um, so you, you never know whether you're going to run into one in the summertime. But you could wear protective clothing if you do decide to hang around the bottom of the mountain. Right. It might be unrealistic to expect you to wear protective clothing all the time if you live in an alpine village and it's summertime. But if you are going up in the Alps and you're on the prowl for a Tatzelverm, uh, make sure you wear a filter mask, some thick gloves, and maybe uh, thicker pants as well. That way you are filtering out their breath, which seems to be more of a minor toxin. And then you have the gloves and the pants to protect you from bites. There's a great market for filter masks right now. The, yeah, the thing about that, I suppose, is that more people probably have them now. So it's... Yeah, they're already prepared. That is true. And of course, don't go trying to hurt the Totsilver. I'm not only because that's a cruel thing to do, but because the blood's gonna get you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lastly if you're going up there and you want to make friends bring maybe a can of tuna or like a body temperature jug of milk yes and a saucer i can do this and just like as soon as you see the totsil verm uh, whip out that can of tuna and set it down start pouring that saucer of milk so that you can immediately distract it from attacking you and it can go on to eating which is something that it would want to do maybe they like bananas like harry it's true he knows the sound of a banana. He he knows the sound of a banana, y'all. And by that we mean if Claire opens a banana, because I don't like bananas and I would never open one, uh, no matter what room he is in, Harry will come trotting and meowing, uh, waiting for his tithe, his princely tithe. 
He deserves only the best. It's true. He also does the same thing for hard-boiled eggs. Oh, yeah. Silly kitty. So if you come across a Totselverm nest, you can leave some food out there and maybe try to rub your scent on it. That way, as the Totselverm comes back, eats the food, it associates the food with your smell. And then you can start showing up near the nest as it shows up. And maybe it won't be so quick to attack. Essentially, these are all the things that you would do to get in the good graces of a feral cat. That's that's my thought, at least. That's a pretty sound idea. Thank you. I put a lot of thought into it. And of course, as you have mentioned, I have some practice. Oh, yes. So with that in mind, it's time to get on to our friend rating. Friend rating. If you haven't listened to this show before, uh, welcome. This is a really good episode to come in on, I think. I agree. We have a four-tiered rating system to measure how easy it is to become friends with these creatures. First tier is friend-shaped. It's going to be the kind of friend that helps you move into your new apartment. Think of something like a selkie. Second, we have cheeky friend. This kind of friend is going to carve their name into your brand new door frame. Think of something like a kurupira. Third in the tier is spicy friend. It's going to be the kind of friend that accidentally breaks one of your vases while packing and tucks the shards into a box of your clothes in the hopes that you won't notice. Think of something like the Tarisk. Well, now I'm going to check all the boxes of clothes if anyone helps us move. Spicy friend. Okay, lastly, we have not a friend yet. This kind of friend is going to pick you up at your old house in a nondescript white van. And drive you away, never to be seen or heard from again. Think of something like Yavadunoi. Spooky. So, Claire, co-host Claire. Oof, man. What do you think? I have such a bias for kitty cats. But, but, spicy. Yeah, no, I will admit that I am heavily biased because of how very similar the Totselverm seems to our resident spicy friend harry oh we have gotten so much patience from from our kitty cat in parenting him so yeah i totally get it yeah i definitely feel like if we just treated a totsel verm the way that we treat harry we would have a the kind of friend that occasionally crawls up onto our laps and purrs or sleeps in a basket i will take that challenge big time mm-hmm. absolutely can't guarantee you would get along with harry i mean Harry can use a little bit of bullying. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friends of Legend. If you liked what you heard, uh, maybe think about popping on down to the review section, typing out a little typey-type review. Pop, pop, pop. Type, maybe type, type. hitting that subscribe button on whichever podcast provider you use. It means the world to us. It really does. And if you subscribe to us, then you'll get notified when we upload new episodes, which occurs every Saturday. That's right. Also, we are still taking suggestions for Halloween Friends of Legend, so we've gotten some really great ones. Um, some of the suggestions we've gotten, we have actually considered them for other other parts of the year. We'll get to everything, but if y'all want to write in to us with your favorite spooky Halloween or Halloween-adjacent Friend of Legend, we would love to hear it. So you can do that on friendsoflegend.gmail.com. Or if you're on social media, we are on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash friendsoflegend, or Twitter, at friendsoflegend. We also have a website where you can use the contact form to email us directly as well. It, it couldn't be easier. It couldn't be. 
Well, it could be, but that's as easy as it's going to get. Friendsoflegend.com. That's right. In addition, you can find a complete log of our episodes, some of the episode transcripts, frequently asked questions, and a whole bunch more. And don't forget to share us with your friends if you think that you know someone who might like us. We would really appreciate it. This is a podcast of friends for friends by friends. Indeed. Well, thanks again for listening. And remember, when it comes to Friends of the Legend, charm them. Do not harm them. This is This Totsilverm Life. Who's another NPR host? I don't know. The Sandman, because it is a radio station designed to put you to sleep. Hello, I'm the Sandwoman. Welcome to Totsilverm Tonight. We're currently waiting on a loud vehicle outside to get moving so we can finish our episode.